0: You are listening to a sermon podcast from Kingdom City. We pray that over the next few moments, you will be blessed, equipped, and empowered to bring the reality of God to your world. Good! Good day Kingdom City. My name is Pastor Mike. I'm on team here at Kingdom City and it is an honor to be in your house today. You know so many people are meeting online, so many people are meeting in homes today. If you're meeting in a house, if you're meeting with a group of people, why don't you take a photo? Post it on Instagram, let us know, tag at Kingdom City. We would love to see what God is doing in your home today. And I believe that God has a Word for you. I believe that God wants to speak to you. He wants to transform you. He wants to bring hope into every situation right now. So before we start, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Lord, I pray that, Lord, as we preach the Word today, Lord, we preach Jesus we lift up the mighty name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name. And at that name, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Lord, I pray, let Jesus be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, today I want to tell you a story. There's a story found in the book of 1 uh, Chronicles, chapter 11, and, uh, and the sermon title is called In the Middle. Turn to your neighbour and say, in the middle. God wants us to be people that stand in the middle. You see, the backstory is that, uh, that David had, had fled into the, uh, into the caves. And he was running away from Saul. And these mighty men had actually come around David. Now these were mighty, mighty men. The Bible actually says they had faces like lions. They knew how to be warriors. They knew how to fight. And, uh, and we pick up the story here in, in, in chapter 11 in First Chronicles. And it says, Next to him was Eliezer, son of Dodi the Oahite, one of the three mighty warriors. He was with David in Pasadamien, where the Philistines gathered there for battle. At a place that was full of barley, at a field that was full of barley. The troops fled the Philistines, but they took their stand in the middle of the field. They defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about a great victory. You see, let's just pull the story apart for a bit. Let's just imagine the situation. Here's the Israelite army. They came to this big field of barley. They took their stand in the middle of the field. There's David and Eliezer standing in front of the great army of Israel. (laughs) And then they hear the Philistine army coming over the mountaintops. They could hear chariots. They could hear armour clinking against. They could hear swords. They could hear the spears. And it says in the Bible that the Israelite army fled the Philistines. There they are, David, Eliezer, standing in the middle of the field. Now, Eliezer knew the stories of David. Eliezer knew that greater is he that was in him than he that was in the Philistines. He knew the stories of David's mighty exploits. He knew that God could deliver. So the Bible says they took their sand in the middle of the field, they defended it and they defeated the Philistine army. Two men defeated an entire army. And the last part of that Scripture, and the Lord brought about a great victory. The first truth I wanna pull out of this is, first of all, they were in unity. David and Eliezer, it says in the the Word, they stood together. They stood together in the middle of the field. You know, as a church and as a people, we need to know what it is to stand together, to stand together in unity. Because where there is unity, God commands a blessing. God commands a blessing where there is unity. Jesus prayed a prayer and it was so significant. He prayed a prayer over you and I. He prayed a prayer over the church. The prayer just wasn't that we were healthy, that we were whole, that, 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 that we had no problems, that, that, that we would go through life and experience, you know, mountaintop experience. He prayed a very, very simple prayer, yet it was so powerful. Lord, let them be one just as we are one. Let the church be one just as we are one. Think about that for a moment. Jesus' prayer over the church is that we may be one like the Trinity is one. 100% inseparable. Yes, we have our own wor- ways of worship. Yes, we have different ways and means of going about stuff. Yes, we have different, opera- different parts. We all, we're all we all different parts of one body, but God calls us to be one like the Trinity is one. Yeah, we're about to enter an amazing time of conference. I'm so excited about conference. Conference is online this year and people are opening their homes all over the world. We have people in India, through the Americas, you know, through South America, throughout Asia, throughout Africa, opening their homes to have to have conference. What an amazing opportunity for the church to be one. What an amazing opportunity for us to become one church, united by one cause, and that is the kingdom. United by one cause, and that is to bring people to salvation. I want to encourage you today to, to, to sign up, but not only sign up, but open up your home. Open up your home that this one church that God is calling, that this one church that God is calling to unity, that you can be a part of it. What an amazing opportunity to stand together in the middle. What an amazing opportunity to be a part of what God is doing. I can't wait to see what God is going to do. The lives that are going to be changed. Your family that is going to be saved. Your street that's going to know Christ. Your house is going to become a lighthouse on a hill. In Jesus' Name. We must learn what it is to stand together. To stand in one accord. Because that's where God commands the blessing. Will you open your house? Will you open your heart? Will you open up to others, putting aside your differences, putting aside your different ways of worship, that we may worship one King. We may worship the mighty Name of Jesus. Let us be one, just as the Godhead is one. God commands a blessing where there is unity. Number two, it says that they took their stand in a field full of barley. You see, the field full of barley was, number two, the promise. I did some research back into it and, and tried to work out where this field of barley was. And the field of barley was actually in the promised land. The field of barley was not just a random field where they decided to meet, but it was where the Philistines were coming to take territory away from the children of Israel. And the Bible says that they took their stand in the middle of the field of barley. What is your field of barley? What is the promise that God has put in your heart? What is the promise that God has put within your heart to say, I don't want you to move from this place? God has promised you a healthy home. God has promised you a, a healthy life. God has promised for, for you to prosper. God has promised that He will give you a hope. What is the promise that God has put in your life and in your heart and in your family? Because that is where God wants you to stand. He wants you to stand on His promises. His promises are yes. His promises are yes and amen. If God promised it, We need to amen that promise. How do we amen that promise? By standing in the middle and saying, God, I'm gonna wait here. I am gonna wait here and I'm gonna stand and I'm gonna fight because I know that your promises are yes and amen. Stand in the promise. No promise is too small. You see, other people may look at the field of barley and say, it's so insignificant. It's just a field. But no, that was the promises of God. That was the inheritance that God had promised the children of Israel. It didn't matter how many were fighting. It didn't matter how, how big the enemy was. All that mattered is that, is that it was a promise from God. God is asking us to stand in the middle of the promise. It's not worth giving up on. The promises of God are not worth giving up on. You see, even as a young child, I, I grew up in a Christian home and I always had these, I knew that God had promised me a, a beautiful family. I knew God had promised me a beautiful wife and I knew God had promised so many amazing things. And I always looked to those promises and always believed in those promises. And, and life kind of threw me a few curveballs, where the promise was almost torn out from underneath me. And I look back on it now and I was wondering, I was looking at it going, God, you've promised me this, but it's just not working the way that I thought it would. And there came a point where I had to make a decision. Do I compromise on the promise? Do I try and make the promise work for me? Or do I just remain in the middle and allow God to do what He needs to do in me to bring about the promise? And I actually came to a point where I was gonna say, I actually said to God, I said, God, I know what You've promised, but I'm willing to settle for second best. I'm willing to just settle settle for a second, to not step into the promise, but just to take my seat on the side and allow the enemy to have that field. And then I had a moment with God and He just said, remain in me. I'll give you the desires of your heart. Remain in me and I will bring forth the dream and the promise that I've given you. Now I'm married to an absolutely beautiful woman. I have 3 beautiful children and I thank God every single day that his promises were yes and amen and I was able to stand in that promise and stand in what God had for me. What are you standing for? What's the field that God has asked you to stand for? Is it your husband? Is it your wife? Is is it your children? Is it your workplace? Is it the salvation of someone else? Will you stand for them? Will you stand on behalf of those around you? Will the dream be so rich within your heart that you will not want to move to the left or to the right? Which brings me to my third point. He wants us to stand in the middle. He doesn't want us to step ahead of Him to step back to retreat. He doesn't want us to step to the left. He doesn't want us to step to the right. He wants us to take our stand in the middle of the field. It says they took their stand in the middle of the field. What is the field that God has put in your heart? Are you stepping to the left? Are you compromising in different areas of your life? Are you allowing your eyes to 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 look on the internet into the wrong things? Are you compromising on the dream? Is there a dream in your heart for your family to be restored, but you stepped away to the right and you're allowing the enemy to come in and 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 cause you know and cause heartache and to cause brokenness and to and, and and to speak into your ear and cause doubt. God wants you to stand in the middle of your field. Are you trying to step ahead of God and trying to make it happen? Are you retreating like the Israelites did and and you're saying, you know, this battle is too big. God is calling you to stand in the middle. Is there hard attitudes that you need to get back into alignment, back into the middle? Is there addictions in your life that you need to put aside and say, you know what, I'm gonna stand in the middle and I'm, I'm gonna die to the things of the flesh. Is there sin in your life? Is there faith for healing that you've now let grow cold? Is there faith for your finances, for restoration in your finances? Is there faith? Has that grown cold? Is the faith for breakthrough gone cold? Have you walked, have you stepped to the left and said, I just can't fight anymore. I want you to tell, I want to tell you today that it's not just you in the battle, but there is someone in the middle with you. There was someone standing in the fire with you. There was someone in the middle of the field with you and He is fighting on your behalf. He wants you to stand and He wants you to fight and He wants you to remain. Are you fighting for justice? Where you know you're right, but the battle's become too hard. You've become weary in doing good. I wanna tell you today, you don't have to grow weary in doing good, but rest in him. Allow him to be your salvation. Allow him to be your light. Allow him to be your strength. Allow him to be the strong tower that you run into. Allow him to be your shield. Allow him to be your sword. Allow him to be your protector, your guider. Allow Jesus to fight your battles. But what we must, but what what must we do? after you've done everything to stand, after you've tried everything, after you've pushed forward, after you've waited, after you've believed, after you've stood in faith, after you've done all of that, what does Bible say? It says to remain. After you've done all to stand, stand. God is calling you to stand in the middle of your field today because He is with you. He is for you. He is not against you. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because He is right there with us. He is right there with us. Many times we have to stand in the middle on behalf of others as well. You see, Eliezer stood on behalf of Israel. He wasn't standing in the middle of the field so that Eliezer could have a field of barley. He was standing in the middle of the field so the Israelites could keep the promises of God. Moses stood on behalf of the Hebrews. Peter stood on behalf of the Jews. Paul stood on behalf of the Gentiles. Martin Luther stood on behalf of Christianity. So many people throughout history stood on behalf of others so that they can have the victory. Those that can't stand for themselves, those that are weak, those that are tired, even those that don't believe. There was a time in Cambodia where... We would continually be driving backwards and forwards to church. And I remember looking down this one street, and down this one street was a, uh, like a tip area, a slum area. It's where everyone used to dump their rubbish. There was a, a, a creek there. We called it the Black River. My kids called it the Stinky River. It absolutely, it was, it was, you, you wouldn't want to even be near the place. When you drove past it, you actually had to turn your air conditioner off so the smell couldn't come into your car. It was, it was a grotesque place. And I went down there one day and there was a whole community of people living there. There were hundreds of kids, families in there, the most beautiful, beautiful children. They'd never heard the name of Jesus. They'd never been invited into a a church service. And God really broke my heart for them and God really put it on my heart to stand on their behalf. We didn't just pray for them. We didn't just, you know, uh, every time we drove by, just lift them up in prayer. But Pastor Peckaday and myself and a few of the team, we would go in every single week into those slum areas and we would invite them into church. We would invite them into the house of God and we would see hundreds, I mean, hundreds of kids coming into church every single Wednesday afternoon after, you know, after they'd been to school or after they'd been working in the slum. And after, you know, we saw them first come in and they were like kind of, oh, what's all this? I don't really understand what's going on. But a few months later, We saw hundreds of kids on their knees before God, arms stretched out, weeping before God because they'd received Jesus into their life. We ran baptismal services and we saw so many of those young people get saved and baptised in Jesus' Name because God wants someone to stand in the middle for others. Now they can stand in the middle on behalf of their families. Now they can stand in the middle on behalf of those around them. It's not just, it's not just me standing on behalf of others, but it's bringing people to that place where they understand the victory that they have that they can then stand on behalf of others. God has called us to stand. He has called us to not move to the left or to the right. We stand on behalf of nations. We stand on behalf of Africa. We stand on behalf of Asia. We stand on behalf of the Americas. We stand on behalf of all the nations and all the islands of the world. We stand on their behalf and we pray and we ask God, give us the nations, give us hope, give us a dream that we may stand in the middle and fight for every single soul on this earth, no matter what religion they're from, no matter what culture they're from, teach us train us, Do what. just take us to a place where our heart breaks for those that are lost. Let us not retreat and say it's too hard, but let us take our stand in the middle of the field. Let us see salvation come to our homes, our families, our cities and our nations. What are you standing for? Are you standing on behalf of a friend? Are you gonna stand on behalf of your husband or your wife? Stand on behalf of your kids? Stand on behalf of those that have been neglected. The Bible says how beautiful are those who bring the Gospel. How beautiful are those that take their stand in the middle of the field. They don't walk to the left, they don't walk to the right. Even though they're discouraged, even though they walk through hard times, they remain in the middle. I remember one story, we were on our way to conference. And uh, and we had a bus full of um, Cambodian, a whole bunch of our KLA students, our greenhouse students, and we're all heading towards conference. This is last year. There was two buses, and mo- two motorbikes went underneath the bus in front of us, and we saw the bodies and the motorbike come out from underneath. Our bus swerved around the bodies, slammed on the brakes. Pastor David Rolt and I quickly got out of, quickly ran out of the bus. We stopped on the main freeway. We stopped all of the cars and we and we tried to find all the bodies and we and we eventually got them to the side of the road. And you could see that they were caught between heaven and hell. You could see that their life was in the balance. I didn't speak the language. I didn't speak Malay. I didn't speak. I I I couldn't communicate. But what I could do was pray on their behalf. I found someone who knew the language and I, and and I attempted to lead them to Christ. I don't know if they did because they were in and out of consciousness. But what an amazing opportunity we had not to just fix the physical need, to meet the physical need. We called the ambulance. We did everything that we, that we needed to do. But what an amazing opportunity we had to stand on their behalf. To seek God and say, God, you know this person's heart and lead them and and, will attempt to lead them to Christ. I don't know where they ended up. I don't know if they ended up in eternity with God or they were separated from God for all of eternity. I don't know where they ended up, but I thank God I was in a position where I was in the middle standing on their behalf. Other people in your lives, you don't know where they're at. God is calling you to stand on their behalf. I don't know where you're at today, but I'm standing on behalf of you. As a church, we're standing on behalf of you. If you have a need, we're praying for you. We're believing for a breakthrough in your life. We must learn to know what it is to stand in the middle. Now, our fourth point is that it's God's victory, it's not our victory. You see, we stand, we fight, He wins. I'll say that again. We stand. We fight, He wins. You see, the last part of that Scripture is, and the Lord brought about a great victory. The battle belongs to the Lord. We must learn what it is to rest in Him, to know that His thoughts are towards us, to know that His promises are yes and amen, to know that the field that we're standing in, although may seem insignificant to others, it means everything to God, because that's the promise that He has made to you. If you're believing for salvation for a lost family, friend, stand in the middle of your field. If you're believing for healing in your body, stand in the middle of your field. If you're believing for breakthrough in your life, stand in the middle of your field. I believe there's people right now listening to this sermon and you've stepped to the left and doubt has come into your life. You've allowed the enemy to come in on your flank and doubt has come into your life. I wanna tell you today, That God is a God who wants to fight your battles. God is a God that wants to stand with you. And just in the Bible where He asked those that doubt to step out of the room, He is asking you that are doubting to step back into the middle and say, will you put your faith back in Me? Will you put your trust back in Me? I'm not enough. I can't do it alone. I need God because it's His battle to fight. The victory is already won. He has already won the battle. He just wants you to step back into the victory. He wants you to step back into the middle where you can stand in the victory that only He provides. The miracle is in the middle because the miracle is Jesus. The miracle is in the middle because the miracle is Jesus. It's not hard. Jesus is asking you to come back. He's asking for you to come back into relationship with Him. I wanna pray for for those that have, you've been standing in the middle for so long and you're tired. It's almost like you wanna sit down. In this season, you've know you had so many things thrown at you and you're saying, I'm so tired in this season. I'm burnt out. I, I feel weak. I feel that the hunger is gone. I wanna pray for you today that the hunger will come back because you're putting yourself back in the middle. You're putting yourself in a place where you can be restored. Back into Christ, back into Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray over every single person right now, that Lord, that is, Lord. they may have given territory to the land, to, 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 to the enemy. They've taken a step back. They may even try to rush ahead of You. They've stepped to the left, they've stepped to the right, but they've moved away from that central place. They've moved away from You. Lord, I pray that they would come back to You today. Come back to the middle. Come back to the place of the miracle. Come back to the place of the promise, which is in the middle. Lord, we put our faith in You, Jesus. Now there are other people listening to this sermon and you've never received Christ into your life. You may have in the past, but you know that your life isn't right with God. Just as those people on that bus ride, one minute they're driving down the freeway, the next moment they're caught between heaven and hell. Don't allow that to be you today. Make a decision to stand in the middle and get your life right with God. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. Today is the day of salvation. Even if you're on YouTube or Facebook right now, just write in the chat, just write yes. Just write yes in that chat. Receive Christ. We want you to know Him like I know Him, like we all know Him. The God in the middle, the God who restores, the God who heals. If that's you today and you need to receive Christ into your life, just in the chat, just write yes. But pray this prayer with us. Pray this prayer Dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry I've turned my back on you. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior be my best friend I choose to stand in the middle with you you are the miracle maker you are my Lord you are my saviour in Jesus mighty name Amen Amen If you prayed that prayer for the first time or if God has done anything in your life because of this podcast we would love to know email us at testimony at kingdomcity.com.